I don't imagine you need to be told this, Mulder, but you're not a loser. Yeah, but I'm no Eddie Van Blunt either. Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And we are back once again with Tori. Well, Welcome, Tori. It's been so long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we are talking season four, episode 20, Nice. Nice. Small Potatoes. This episode, I just found this out like a second ago, also aired April 20th, 1997. Iconic. It's 420 oh, and really? it aired on 420. Wow. Iconic. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect episode to watch if you're high. Yes. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. And like the crime is serious, but also the episode is like, okay, yeah. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Which we will get to. <laughs> but this episode was written by Vince Gilligan and directed by Cliff Bowl, who is like a real prolific director. He directed like a ton of stuff in the 80s. Um, and he di- directed like Star Trek etc but he direct, he only directed four episodes of the x-files but two of them are absolutely iconic this one and he directed bad blood so oh <laughs> we stand yes. two, Vince episodes. two classic vinces mm-hmm. uh the plot of this one is Mulder and scully go to west virginia on a lead from a tabloid rag about monkey babies they instead find a genetic abnormality that was inherited by a shared father Lots of goofs and gags go on as Mulder and Scully try to find the shape-shifting rapist. Uh, yeah, so this is a very funny episode. And Vince wrote it because he said, um, okay, a lot of heavy stuff has gone on in season four. I think we need a light one. Mm-hmm. And I came from comedy, so I read a comedic episode. And I think he really nailed it. <laughs> it's really good. It's really funny. It also it's is so funny. dark in its own way, but... You're kind of the like you're able to kind of like have humor on top of like the dark kind of like crime that has happened here. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing he said after he wrote Paper Hearts. He's like, I didn't want to be the really dark writer. I wanted to write something light too. And it's like, okay, but he did rape like five women. Right. (laughs) Like Like, that's super messed up. Yeah. Also, initially, it wasn't going to be monkey babies. It was going to be angel babies with wings. Oh. Huh. But he said that would be harder to animate, so they did tails. <laughs> and he's like, it's so cute. <laughs> they could be. Really they could also be lizard babies with their tails. Yeah, yeah. I had a, t- a professor in college tell us about how when she was in college, they had a student who was also studying biology. <laughs> Who, who had uh, gills that never went away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> yeah. There are worse things than a tail, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have a tail than gills. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we open on Martinburg, West Virginia. It's the next door to Vince Gilligan's hometown, home state of Virginia. So maybe this is him poking fun at 
they're right. I don't are they rivals? I f- imagine they're rivals. Well, I mean, West Virginia stopped being part of Virginia for a reason, right? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like there's probably some bad blood there. There's got to be uh, bad blood. Yeah. <laughs> har har har. <laughs> and this woman's giving birth. Um, she's the woman is played by Christine Cavanaugh. Which I recognize her voice as Chucky from Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Oh my but God. in the commentary, Vince's touchstone was Babe. She voiced the pig in <gasps> Babe, I think. Iconic. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's like really. Pro- she also did like Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. So, like, huge, like, oh, it's that woman's voice. Yeah, she's <laughs> really I good in this episode, too. Else. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She has such a distinctive voice. Wow. Also, being seen by like the minute. Admit it's like per- person instead of the before the doctor. Like, okay, let me get your insurance. I know. <laughs> Let's get to the important stuff. <sighs> and the woman's like, okay, like, do you want me to contact anyone? Like, hu- boyfriend, husband, and she's like, oh, he's not, he's not from around here. <laughs> she's like, well, maybe I can get in contact with them. Does he's from another planet? <laughs> <laughs> the woman's just like, uh, great. <laughs> Honestly, iconic. Yeah. She's just like another planet and then just like rolls with it. Like no follow-up questions, no further details. Yes. Just just stunned into silence. And she's given birth and um, the baby's born with a tail, which the hospital staff is cool. I think they usually take the baby first anyway. Or maybe they do contact and then the, um, what is that? The Apgar, something Apgar scale. So, yeah. So in like western countries so mostly like america and the uk right um sorry i work within i just had like a whole work education thing on this um i work in infant maternal health and so in like a lot of western countries like yeah they do take the baby right of right away and if you want like immediate like skin to skin contact you have to ask for it and you also usually get charged for it which is insane (laughs) but in a lot of non-western countries they immediately place the baby on top of the mother because it like it signals a lot of these like hormone cascades, but especially like with like breastfeeding and stuff. Um, and then like it's it's really cool. So like yeah, in in America we just take the babies right away and clean them yeah. off, but it's not necessarily the best practice. Well, they also do that uh, thing I'm blanking on. It's something Abgar scale like. The baby gets graded immediately after birth. Right. And um, so I guess her baby did well except the tail, but that's okay. <laughs> the the tests are like, are you breathing? Is your nose clear? Yeah. Stuff like that, I think. The, Color. The tail is vestigial. Like this baby. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. But <laughs> the, the great part was the doctor holding up the baby. We see that it's not great CGI, honestly. <laughs> The tail just kind of fl- it, flicker back and forth. <laughs> it does look more like a reptile tail than a monkey tail. Yeah, like a lizard it really tail. Does. Yeah. It's also like really funny to me how like the tails are like always like wagging, like they're always moving. And I feel like that wouldn't happen in like human tails. I don't know. I've, yeah, I don't think there's muscles even when you have like a vestigial tail. I don't think, not usually. I think the muscles are like so atrophied you couldn't do anything with them anyway. Right. It just, that was pretty funny to me. They're all like, having wagging tails like they're puppies or something (laughs) yes 
And the doctor's uh, not another one. (laughs) (laughs) Not something you want to hear, like right after a doctor has removed a baby (laughs) from from your birth canal. (laughs) No, no. This poor woman. That's economical storytelling. (laughs) We got more than one baby with a tail in this town. (laughs) And then we have the credits. And then the first shot is like that, uh, the great Photoshop the company did, which is like a monkey head on like a baby's body. <laughs> Just incredible work on, on the props department's part. Really, really screams I have a passion for graphic design. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can see part of Yappy's head, the stupendous Yappy's in like the bottom right hand corner. And Scully's getting a lot, having a lot of fun making fun of Malter, and and she's just like, or yeah, because it says monkey babies invade small town visitors from space at the very bottom, and she's just like, what about this? What about this? Uh, got your attention, Malter? Is it the visitors from space part? <laughs> <laughs> got him. Uh, just some incredible flirt arguing going on right now. Yes. I mean, deserved so he's dragging her out to West Virginia, so. Yeah, like, she's girl, gonna how down him. bad do you have to be to, like, Mulder come to you and say, like, we're going to West Virginia, our lead is this tablet I bought when I was, like, getting, like, frozen meals to heat up in my bachelor pad. <laughs> uh, loser. <laughs> <laughs> And she's just, just like, okay, sure, let's go to West Virginia. <laughs> Girl, this is an intervention. <laughs> but they go to talk to Amanda N- Nelligan, the woman from the cold open, and the baby's okay. And Mulder's just like, okay, so you say he's from outer space. Let's dive into that. <laughs> she's just like, he's not an alien. He's just from another planet. And then we get the great reveal... That the uh, her the father is Luke Skywalker. Not even Amazing. Mark Hamill. It was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> right. The the way that Star Wars nerds have not changed one bit from whenever this episode aired. Yes. Yes. Still hits. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Mulder just like leans back and like looks at Scully, <laughs> just knowing that she had something locked and loaded and ready, and she did, and it was. It might be, like, one of the greatest line readings in history when Jillian says, Did he have a lightsaber? Did he have a lightsaber? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this gets me every time. (laughs) Scully is feasting this episode. Oh, my God. And then she, like, does her equivalent of just, like, this huge smile. (laughs) As she kind of, you know... (laughs) Talks more to Amanda and is ripping Mulder like crazy. Has seen, but then Amanda does say, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, she's seen it 368 times, she says, Star Wars, which mm-hmm. is insane. That's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> I she, She's going to hit 400 soon, though. Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is in about a month, about five weeks, maybe, <laughs> if this aired on, on 420. <laughs> <laughs> she's... She's gonna watch it multiple times a day. (laughs) God, incredible! I want to know what her like, cause and you have to think that like this 
this is at a time where you couldn't just like sneakily like be watching on your phone you know right she has that vhs that vhs is probably so worn out like that tape is destroyed <laughs> she's had to replace it several times yeah it's just like you know when vhs's would get really old and used and stuff there would just be like strips of it gone where it couldn't read anymore yeah. that is that is her vhs of uh star wars but think of think of the amount of non-work time you would have in the 90s okay here's a- she must have a part-time job and still get health and something fucking wild like that <laughs> here's another question is she just watching the first star wars or is she watching all three of the original trilogy that would have been out at this time that's such a good point because because that's so much that is so that's much a lot if it's more. all three if it's all three and like they did oh come God. in like vhs combo packs because my cousins had them at this point in the 90s and we watched them on vhs whenever mm-hmm. this like at the time that this episode would have been airing so man she's dedicated that's, she's she's nuts that's a lot to i want to be that kind of person <laughs> I want someone to come and ask me and be like, how many times have you seen Clyde Barkman's Final Repose? I want to be able to say 400 times. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's my icon. <laughs> but she, she actually is like the smartest person in this whole episode because yeah. she asked Scully like, does this mean Luke has been sleeping around on me? And then <laughs> Scully's like, God, that's such a good point. They must have the same fathers. <laughs> The way that Scully doesn't want to say yes, but also can't say no. (laughs) She's just like, this is what this is. God, why did I miss this? (laughs) Um, And then we have a a quick shot of Mulder looking at the baby with the tail, with the diaper on. Like the CGI is not good, but somehow better, if that makes sense. Like, it's still pretty bad, but I'm like, oh, okay. We're, we're improving. <laughs> but who is that lurking over his shoulder? It's Darren Morgan. That's right. The creep rapist is played by beloved uh, writer Darren Morgan. <laughs> That's him? I didn't even catch that. Yes. The, wasn't he also the creep that, that slug? Yeah. The, the worm he, dude? He was the host yeah. from the host, yeah. He was the parasite. Iconic. It's 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 so cute to have him in this episode. Vince said he wrote it for him. So nice. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, okay. I have I have a, a little clipping about this. I don't know. I wouldn't know how to take if someone was like, I wrote this part for you, and then it was this part. <laughs> this rapist part. He thought I would he, <laughs> This okay, loser rapist. Check it. He's a rapist. <laughs> As the character of Eddie Van Blunt took shape, Gilligan launched a telephone campaign to drag Morgan out of retirement. <laughs> Morgan said, he told me that this, that the part was written for me and mine, and that I should just be myself. Then, a few minutes later, he called back. He said, the character's kind of a loser. I don't want you to think that you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. Nice save. Good job, Vince. <laughs> then, we find out Amanda was right. They all share the same father. And that's where they're getting the gene. Makes complete and utter sense. Yes. Um, <laughs> case solved. We just got to find the creep and then we're good to go. All sewn up, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, the, the 90s of it all, of like Mulder having his little joke rhyme, birds do it, bees do it, even educated MDs do it, and then being like, 
look, they all have the same gynecologist. This couldn't be more 90s. No. <laughs> this is so 90s no. cop show. It's unreal. <laughs> it just reminds me of that community episode where they're like spoofing Law and Order. And like, <laughs> like Troy and um, Abed are both doing the one liners. And at one point they're like, no, like I thought I was doing them or something. I can't remember, but it was great. <laughs> The, the great um, joke of them going to the gynecologist and all the other couples very angrily going because they found out the baby wasn't theirs. Right. And one of them <laughs> passing by Mulder Scully saying, like, you too, huh? That was so funny. <laughs> like, I like that we could... I um I have to watch the X-Files with subtitles on. Otherwise, I will, like, miss certain things. And, like, their conversation that we could overhear, like, before they were all heading into the clinic was hilarious. And yes. then they like, and then Mulder and Scully walk up, and then they're like, "Y'all too!" Like, of course, there's more. Exactly. Uh, so funny. And so the guy's like yelling at him. He's like, "No, no, no!" Like, I think this isn't a matter of me mixing up the swerve. I think that just never took, and she got pregnant some other way. And like, <laughs> like the, the most like delicate. <laughs> Not even he didn't even delicately do it, but he did. <laughs> very like roundly say you're not the father <laughs> and it was like the old natural way <laughs> yeah. like i just don't think it worked i actually feel dot 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 feel really bad for this doctor because like yeah he's like no i actually followed practice but it shouldn't have like how he was like this procedure normally has a 40 percent success rate and i found it a little odd that like all four pregnancies like <laughs> happened and it was just like ooh okay <laughs> exactly in the uh I watched the commentary with Vince Gilligan and he said like there was a bang which I don't think I heard but that's why Mulder wanders off oh um no. he's like I think everyone missed it and I was like yeah I missed it but I also just like assumed Mulder can't sit still of course right. he wanders off like yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was weird even without that bit of like noise. But Mulder wanders off and he finds uh, the janitor who is Eddie Van Blunt working and he's got plumber's crack. Of course. So we see he had a tail. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the X-Files files, when Kamel asked Darren why he took this gig, he was like, well, I needed money. <laughs> I found really funny. <laughs> but uh, I think in the commentary, Vince said that he was impressed with some of the acting Darren did in like a like a film, a student film when he was in college. And I was like, what are what is this writer sort of doing? Are they just <laughs> did you watch it before or after? Like, this is very important, Vince. <laughs> <sighs> But I love the uh, Mulder eye roll as like Eddie books it, and apparently that was um, that was added by David Duchovny. So props <laughs> to him. <laughs> Vince was giving him so many props for his acting, and his acting's like very fun in this episode. But it's also like such a Vince move. I mm -hmm. I just hear him like constantly. I mean, he always praises everyone he works with, but he's always definitely praised David Duchovny. I mean, and all the stuff I hear him talk about this show. I think David Duchovny's comedic work can be better than his dramatic work most of the time, to be honest. Yes, yes. Like yes. I tend to enjoy him more in episodes like this where like 
he's funnier and or they're making fun of him and or he has kind of more opportunities <laughs> to do things like that eye roll, which was so funny. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really funny. I feel like he I feel like he mostly does comedy now. Like Californication is I guess a dramedy, but it was more comedy than drama. He was funny in the chair. Um, he was really funny in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like still pissed because apparently he took that role because him and Amanda Pete worked together in the second X-Files movie. And yet somehow that connection didn't get him on Brockmire. Makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Amanda Pete would let me down like this. I have no memory of Amanda Pete in the second X-Files movie. <laughs> I think I yes, have no- I, I legitimately always forget. I think I just have no memory of that movie. <laughs> Isn't she married to one of the Game of Thrones showrunners? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I just I don't like her. So <laughs> by association, but she's of funny. Her spouse. I just remember when he won that, like he kept winning Emmys one night, like three or something. And every time he got on stage, he would say Amanda Peet, like her full name. It was so weird. <laughs> like he would thank her. He'd be like Amanda Peet. <laughs> like, it's your wife. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yes um my my friend has convinced us that we need to watch the second x-files movie for the podcast so we will be tuning into that train wreck great <laughs> i couldn't tell you one plot point <laughs> <laughs> yes i honestly yeah i can't either but if you're listening nick you are joining us i am making you join us i look forward to it <laughs> You're going to hate it so much. <laughs> I know. You already know this. <laughs> it's going to be me being like, I hated it. It was awful. And then like you and Nick <laughs> going off on like y'all's tangents. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, Eddie Van Blunt is the father. He points out that they misspelled his name because it's uh, B-L-U-N-D-H-T. The H is silent. <laughs> and Vince is like, this is how he like feels invisible and stuff i'm like okay sure he's also just annoying vince why do you relate so much to like your awful characters it's <laughs> honestly a character flaw <laughs> he kept being like i feel bad for eddie van Blunt," and i was like no vince. <laughs> no stop <laughs> please no, no. <laughs> enough i guess we could dive into this a little now because the most common criticism of this episode is how like lightly it treats rape mm-hmm. and they ask Eddie Van Blunt about it and he said well you know if women wanted to have babies and they couldn't and then they had a baby where's the crime and like I, th- I think people I don't like in this scene I was never I never was like oh the episode is like laughing at I feel like we're not meant to laugh at Eddie Van Blatt and we're like, whoa, no. <laughs> like, God, this dude's nuts. Like, like, this is. Yeah, it's like the crime is obvious. The crime is that they weren't having consensual relationships right. with him. He was tricking them into thinking that they were their spouses like that. Yes, that is a crime. Like, that is rape. Like, yeah. Right, but also, I don't think the show was like winky about it, you know, like I thought it was yeah. just like, yeah, this is the kind of dude they're interacted with I right think now because the show does generally like lie like this episode does lie obviously like really hard on the comedy side and it, it it doesn't really like talk a lot about like the darker side of the realities of these rapes and these pregnancies mm-hmm. um that is back better 
put in the back put on the back burner yeah. yeah it's put on the back burner but also i don't think the show is equipped to really deal with it well at the same time mm-hmm. and i feel like maybe that's a good thing that they didn't try to address it more like i think they could have but like i don't know again it would have been so muddled yeah yeah like i'm there's plenty of space for comedy to like handle serious topics like this but like not in the way this comedy is being done (laughs) right like definitely with like how this episode goes i don't think that they were equipped to really deal with the darkness of the subject and it's also like these women and these babies and these pregnancies and these families aren't the butt of the joke it is the rapist that is the butt of the yeah. joke so that is also yeah kind of that's like what helpful. i got like yeah. the joke is yeah i totally agree i feel like the joke is on like eddie van blunt right like <laughs> yeah. i like i do feel bad for like all of these families like that is that is horrible but the mm-hmm. show's not making fun of the families it's it's making fun of this loser mm-hmm and then the next scene we have is Scully's like explaining the concept of roofies to Mulder. <laughs> like <laughs> what? <laughs> like I feel like there must have was there really not like a widespread understanding of roofies in like the nineties, or is this just like the the kind of antiquated TV thing where like they think our audience the audience I, is like must stupid be as hell? Because it, that has to be it. <laughs> there had to have been <laughs> like and that, like that had to be have it. known. If you're an adult, you know what a roofie is. <laughs> right it might have been it might have been one of those things that like everyone knows about but you don't talk about on tv you know and so then it's just like so whenever like one of the possible explanations and very possible explanation that scully comes up with was that these women were drugged you know then she kind of has to explain roofies and (laughs) it is a little weird even if I didn't understand the concept of roofies, I feel like just saying someone was drugged is understandable enough. <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> but Scully is like, well, it is enough to keep him at least a little. Like, we don't have hard evidence, but we have enough, like, circumstantial things to, like, not let him out. Yeah. Which, it really isn't their decision. He is a shapeshifter. He will get out on his own. <laughs> this is not our like, first shapeshifter in the X-Files. <laughs> It's also so nuts to me that wasn't one of their first, like, suggestions. Like, why did they not think of this first? There's literally the alien bounty hunter. It is really funny that Mulder didn't even mention it. (laughs) Yeah, like, what even is... He doesn't have a theory at this point. I feel like Like, that would be one of his first theories. Well, like, what if he shapeshifted into the husbands and then Scully's like, no, what if they were drugged? (laughs) (laughs) Mulder, are you suggesting to me? (laughs) And it's like... Yes, Scully, I am suggesting that. We have literally seen people shapeshift. <laughs> so Eddie Van Blunt's being booked into jail, and he's using his powers to morph into the cop. Um, something I didn't notice until I was listening to the commentary, but the piggy bank, the thing he uses to hit him over the head is a piggy bank, and it is a pig dressed up as a cop. I did notice that, yeah. <laughs> I did. I thought that was hilarious. That's like funny. X-Files prop department. <laughs> A plus. Thank you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> uh, also, he talked a lot about this guy, uh, the actor getting paid. A f- he basically like got a fee for getting hit over the head. Uh, it was like sugar that they made the thing out of. But he got paid $400 for every shot in which he got hit. And so he was like, let's do another take. 
I would just keep yeah. doing it several times. That's the work that I need to get into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do another take. I will get hit in the head with a pig piggy bank for four hundred dollars. Change. Be like, I don't know, guys. That one didn't feel quite right. Let's let's try it again. <laughs> so Mulder and Scully show up on the case of how Eddie Van Blunt escaped, and <laughs> Mulder's like behind the counter, and Scully's talking to the other cops. Oh, he's so and his very, He's like <laughs> ringing the bell. <laughs> To, like, Beck and Scully. I love it. (laughs) And he's like, I have a theory. And Scully, being someone who has worked with this man for several years now, says, Van Blunt somehow physically transformed into his captor, then walked out the door, leaving none the wiser. And Mulder, Mulder's getting more flirty and desperate as the show goes on. And so he says, Scully, should we be picking out China patterns or what? <laughs> the greatest line. <laughs> I love it. He was having so fun, so much fun with it. He was just kind of this like sassy, like, Scully, should we be picking out China patterns? But he is like, well, explains the whole married thing. Because <laughs> like earlier, Scully was like, well, maybe he's roofied them and it's like they don't go out like these are suburban housewives like where are they gonna go out you know like roofie women at like a book club or something like right they're real scully they're all pretty like upper middle class waspy yeah so they go to van blunt's and there's a guy with the leaf blower right and he mother looks at him as if he suspects him and vince said his original idea was to have the leaf blower be played by Glenn Morgan, <laughs> which would have been really great, but he wasn't available. So, alas. <laughs> Otherwise, I feel like looking at the leaf blower guy, like, does it totally work? You know, like, I never, I mean, Eddie Van Blunt, first of all, doesn't look like he do- would wants to work outside. Like, he seems very lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine him, like, doing something as physical. I mean, I guess he's a janitor, and that's pretty physical, but not, like, outdoor physical. I feel like there's (laughs) a difference. Also, Mulder has this whole thing about, like, asking Scully uh, if she could be anyone else who she would be. And she said Eleanor Roosevelt, which Which Jillian played recently. (laughs) Yeah. Terrible TV show. (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, almost going to tune in for her, but then I heard it was really terrible, and I was like... Mm, okay yeah okay don't do it (laughs) maybe maybe some other day i don't even think it's terrible because i think people genuinely like it but i couldn't even get through like perry mason for matthew reese (laughs) i think it's very i'm sorry to say that to you tori i only watched the pilot so i should watch the pilot the pilot was tough a lot goes down god it's pretty dark when was this i thought this was showed in like I thought this aired in like 2021. Why does this feel so like 2011, 2010? <laughs> I will return to it. You should. Because I also love Tatiana Maslani. So I'm like, they're both in it. How have I not watched the show yet? You have to. They have good stuff together. I Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tune in after I finish Doctor Who. Also, it's kind of fun because like they're holding an umbrella because it's yeah. presumably raining it is wet but then like when they get onto the porch it's like so bright 
Everyone's like, they're just holding an umbrella in the sunlight. (laughs) I also love that, like, Jillian was holding the umbrella. So, like, Mulder has to, like, crouch under it the entire time they're, like, walking up to the house. It's adorable. It's so cute. It it genuinely makes no sense why, like, she's holding it, but I love it. (laughs) This is, like, the only, like, lesson Vince is even trying to part in this episode where, like, Mulder has this whole thing about, like, other people's reactions to us define us like, and, like, make us who we are. And, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's, like, it is an interesting concept. And, obviously, like, so many people by taking Eddie Van Blunt at face value as, like, whoever he's transformed to, it's, like, the point. But also, like... Who is ever going to think someone can actually transform? I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's actually defining anyone. I think it's simply like a matter of <laughs> he looked like them. And even if he acted weird, they could brush it off pretty easily. That would never be right. your thought process. Right. <laughs> like, oh, wait, it might be a shapeshifter and not my husband. <laughs> could you imagine your friends acted weird? And instead of doing they're having a weird day, they're drunk, they're high. They're having a stroke. They All of these hit their head. before, before right. any of this, you're immediately like they're actually they're somebody else, and they've shape shifted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mulder, why don't you tell somebody that? Right. <laughs> as they go to open the door, and the H on the name plate outside falls off, just like <laughs> a fun little bit. But instead of immediately seeing Eddie Van Blunt, they see Eddie Van Blunt Senior, his dad. And his dad, as we can, he says, but we can also see from the poster, Mulder looks like, uh, was a circus performer, and he was Eddie the Monkey Boy. (laughs) And Mulder asking about it, because of course he does. Of course he sees someone, like, poster up, and he's like, oh, like, you have some, like, unusual quirk. I must understand it immediately. (laughs) Guy's like, oh, you want to see my tail? (laughs) And Mulder is just like so happy. He's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Scully's like, no, 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 no. She's like, no, I'm not seeing some old man's ass right now. No. <laughs> I was very lucky for Eddie that he they didn't say yes. He really I mean, I guess you had to. But it was very daring for him to like actually almost be like, wait, actually there's no tail. This this blows up my whole thing. <laughs> but Eddie isn't very smart. So, yeah, no, it makes sense. <laughs> and it, there is this kind of like after we find out it was Eddie, but even like rewatching it and knowing that it's Eddie, it is kind of sad to hear him like recount all the stuff his dad told him. <laughs> like, son, you ain't much to look at. <laughs> you aren't smart. All you got is your tail. Otherwise, you're just small potatoes, which name of the episode. Also, like. <laughs> saying that about yourself as your dad is just like very dark sided. God, like Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, indeed. <laughs> but in all of this, he had him going, but his fatal flaw was calling Mulder Mulder. Because again, Eddie is not very smart. <laughs> he was always going to get caught. The episode always, like, it's just, of course he's getting caught. Mm-hmm. And so Mulder chases after him. And apparently this chase scene was longer, but they had to cut it for time. So it really is just like bolts, <laughs> turns around one corner, gone. 
So Eddie bolts to one of the couple's houses, uh, impersonating as the husband, in this kind of ratty clothing, <laughs> and immediately runs into the bathroom, and gets <laughs> gets exposed because the husband comes home. Obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> that must be so terrifying, though, to be like thinking your yes. husband came home and then he actually comes home and it's like who is in my house with me and my child uh, yes terrifying Horrible. like like something like a creepy poster post or something so <laughs> creepy <laughs> yes and then his like his quick sight his like quick plan was to transform into Mulder <laughs> <laughs> incredible <laughs> This, this couple too being like, why did you need to borrow our suit? Oh, his like, oh suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <sighs> Meanwhile, Mulder and Scully find a body in the attic, and it's the dad. So, yeah, that was Eddie Jr. He's like mummified too. It's not just like <laughs> yeah. a normal body. It's like a mummified body. Yes. Very creepy. Vince said his favorite line from this episode, which I disagree, but, you know, to each his own. His favorite line is when he when the dad's body falls and Mulder says, uh, do you think the fall killed him? <laughs> womp, womp. He falls out of an attic. And that was a David Duchovny line, too. And I'm like, well, it sucks. So it does. Not, it doesn't suck, but it's just like. If it was a bit of a flat stinger, yeah, you know, it was like eh, okay, not his best. <laughs> I do buy that Mulder said that when right. the body fell. <laughs> so I guess you do have that going for you. So Scully is getting ready to saw the body, and we do find out the trick. The 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 scientific explanation for the trick is that he has, um, was it striated muscle mm-hmm. under his dermis so he can shape his body. Sure. Okay, whatever. Whatever that, yeah, whatever sure, that whatever. means. <laughs> he can't change his... <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing. Okay, he can change his muscular, like, he can change his mu- the, like his muscular makeup, but he can't change his bones. So, like, his skeleton yeah. still stays the same. Right. Which is, like, which your skeleton is why your muscles have the shape that they do. So, yeah. doesn't quite, quite work, but okay. <laughs> Also, I wonder how much of this is, like, I'm pretty sure, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure, like, the reason horses can, like, flick any part of their skin to get rid of flies is because they have, like, a thin um, muscle layer, right? Or something? I think so. Something or other. Anyway, it's been a while. Um, Don't quote me on that. But, yeah, so, I think at best it would just be he could, like, twitch his skin anyway, you know? Like, whatever. There's, there's no logic to this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sure. <laughs> I just wrote, I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> That's all my notes say for that part. <laughs> yeah. Vince does try to, like, sweeten this up, this scene a little bit, because it, it's pretty dry. It's the, you know, the the meat of the meat, the potatoes, <laughs> like, the soup. And... Uh, Mulder breaks the tail <laughs> off, and so there's like a lot. Of, that was like, so funny. Though. Dialogue, but like really funny of like Mulder trying, trying to like to pretend the like tail he didn't back on. It worked. It worked so well because like I did not even really like absorb a single word Scully was saying because I was so distracted by Mulder yes. trying to put the tail back. On. 
what was he think he was gonna do? Yes. <laughs> that was that was what his plan the entire time. Like, I'm gonna give this lame excuse, but like Mulder's gonna like flip the tail over and try to like stab it into like the mummy skin at one point. And you're not even gonna notice. <laughs> like just some great faces so Mulder makes this. <laughs> He's like, ah after he immediately breaks it. But Mulder running away from the crime he committed of breaking the tail. <laughs> that he's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to Amanda, Amanda and Ollie and bye. <laughs> and next we see is Mulder entering. And we kind of, he has like a, a, a bizarreness about him that like, I feel like on first viewing, is not super noticeable? Like it's noticeable, but like, I feel like you don't pick up towards the end until you're like, oh, this is mm-hmm. it doesn't, this is him. For me, this is my first time watching this episode. For me, it didn't hit until he like gave her the rose and I was like, that's weird. Mulder would mm-hmm. never do that. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like but then when you rewatch it, you're like, okay, I yeah. can see a lot of this like from the beginning. <laughs> but it but it's good. It's good. It's good because he it does take a second watching to like pick up some of the stuff at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But he goes to ask about well, she also has this great joke where she says, I thought I was still here because I had great insurance. Apparently, they just want to make sure I'm not crazy. Which <laughs> 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 she finds very entertaining, the idea that someone would find her crazy for thinking that the father is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I love her. Like Her mind. Her mind so is great. a palace. She's incredible. <laughs> But Mulder asked about Eddie Van Blunt, which the real Mulder was going to do anyway, but he wasn't mm-hmm. going to look so sad about his her answers of calling him a loser. Right. Because <laughs> she said they went out in, in high school and that he was a loser and he had no ambition and um, and he was no Luke. <laughs> Think of when she says that. The only good thing was that he also liked Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, she, he was like, he must have some good qualities. Oh, he likes Star Wars. That was a good quality. <laughs> they saw Star Wars like every weekend. That was their entire relationship. <laughs> and and the great, like, when she's like, what's with all the questions about Eddie? And, That's official FBI business. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves. We see Mulder come in. So Eddie bolts. Mulder enters Amanda's room and she's confused. And she's like, no, why were you asking all those questions about Eddie? Gets the phone call from the couple. Mm-hmm. Mulder's putting it all together. <laughs> Someone is pretending to be him. <laughs> Wonder who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he chases after him, which leads him to a men's locker room where he handcuffs two men to like uh, why am I blanking on the term? It's like a pillar. It was a pillar, but I thought it was like a water. What are those called? Pipes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Please keep that in, Shelby. <laughs> I legitimately blanked out the word. I was like, what is a pillar of a water? Pole. It's not a pole. <laughs> a pipe. He he uh, handcuffs the security guard and the poor doctor who cannot catch a break. That poor OBGYN. The pipe. <laughs> but the whole time, Eddie was hiding in like, which I can't imagine those ceil- ceiling tiles can actually hold weight. No. Because they're just that styrofoam. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> like, not styrofoam, but like, 
Like, where are you? <laughs> Eddie, what are you perched on? <laughs> and he, he falls through the ceiling and attacks Mulder. <laughs> it's like that scene, in, that scene in the office where it's like the fire drill and Angela throws her throws cat her up cat. through the ceiling. And <laughs> falls through the dial like immediately. <laughs> uh, like same bandit. <laughs> yeah, same bandit. She throws the cat up there and then the cat comes down. <laughs> oh. So funny. Just a, a fantastic episode. <laughs> his his line of you're a damn looking man. Damn uh, you're a uh, you're a damn good looking man. That's me. Yes, fully agree. <laughs> He's wrong about a lot of things, but he is right about this. <laughs> Mulder has been locked in the basement, and Eddie's very kindly left him an apple, a sandwich, and a can of soda with a straw in it. <laughs> a little snack. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Mulder and Scully go to give the report to Skinner, and Skinner asks who wrote it, and... <laughs> Eddie, as Mulder says, I did. And he said, you misspelled the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> and, like, kind of just gives a little, like, shrug emoji. Like, <laughs> What do you want from me? I Eddie was busy. is Mulder. And, like, I like how Skinner and Scully don't think that's not weird, but they also, like, don't say I love that nothing it. has clicked for <laughs> Scully. Like, <laughs> everything like, you've seen. Yeah, he's acting weird. We find out Eddie didn't kill his father. He just, his father died and then he concealed the body so he could continue getting the social security checks. And <laughs> Skinner's, so he's not a murderer. And I'm going, oh no, of course not. But he is a, a rapist. rapist. And he's like, hmm. <laughs> so you admit it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this, when people criticize this show for like Bakey Light of Rape, but I'm like, they never not like it's very clear that like he raped those women, you right. know what I mean? Like uh <laughs> but yes, yes, Skinner, he is a rapist. <laughs> Man, I I feel like David Duchovny just had a blast shooting this. He he's every scene he's just he's eating up. Yes. He, <laughs> he did really good. <laughs> so He's asking Scully what she's doing. This great bit of like Scully being so engrossed in the file, she's not even noticing that like he can't open he the door. He's tried five to six keys because <laughs> he doesn't know which key unlocks the basement <laughs> office. <laughs> and the whole time he's like very nervously like just keeping her like talking <laughs> instead of noticing that she doesn't even go in the office in the end. She just leaves. I'm like, did you not have like anything in there? And you just like, well, she doesn't by. have a desk, so no, she doesn't have anything in there because they refuse to give her a desk. <laughs> also, like my favorite part is whenever like he tries to put his feet up on his desk and like on Mulder's yes. desk, and then like fails because if Scully saw that, she oh. would know immediately that something was up because Mulder can't sit in a chair normally to save his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he like picks up his nameplate, he goes, Fox brother. <laughs> this is so funny because this is like one of two episodes where they have someone take over Mulder's body and like 
spend a good 10 minutes making fun of Mulder's whole like apartment and lifestyle <laughs> and like name and everything. <laughs> His voicemails were so good. <laughs> this is this is so fucking funny. <laughs> I love I love the voicemail from the lone gunman. It's so good. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. So he's trying to get a read. Also, like he pulls out his license at one point and the address is written in the weirdest way possible. It's like, because his, uh, his apartment number is 42. And so it's like 42 dash and then like the street number. I'm like, how? <laughs> what? <laughs> like who That's writes weird. addresses this way? It was so weird. Hmm. <laughs> but yes, his my other favorite line in, when he's in the office is because this is where my tax dollars go. <laughs> <laughs> they literally uh, see this very hot FBI agent and they take over their bodies and they're like, God, this man's pathetic. Like, yeah. what is he doing with his life? Like, you're this hot and you're doing this? Like, how is a loser rapist calling you pathetic? Like, it's, <laughs> it's not good. Insult. God. Insult upon injury. <laughs> God. And you know what's he's right too. That's the worst part. Like <laughs> the rapist is right. <laughs> Mulder is a loser by choice. Yes. His great uh where do I sleep? <laughs> like that couch, dude. That yeah, couch is where you sleep. Where Lay down. Sleep? You're gonna wake up in the middle of the night stuck to leather. <laughs> You're gonna sleep in that suit on that couch. <laughs> You don't even remember going to bed. You're just suddenly asleep. <laughs> you wake up to the light of your fish tank. <laughs> yeah. The lone gunman asking if he wanted to go get ch- cheesesteaks. <laughs> cheesesteaks and watch like a different angle of the Zapruder film. Love it. <laughs> and then God, just like a well, sex How do operating. I get that invite? Yes, and then like a phone sex worker, yep, who calls him Marty, <laughs> and just like the the absolute amazing like acting going on, where like he hears the beginning of it and goes to get a pin, <laughs> and then hears for for four ninety nine a minute, and he just like throws the pencils out. <laughs> Awful, just incredible. <laughs> His uh, what's it that tax? I I had to look this up. Was tra- he was doing Taxi Driver? Are you looking at me in the mirror? Oh. I've never <laughs> seen yeah. Taxi Driver. FBI agent holding bat, pulling pulling the gun and like the the magazine falling out, and then like spinning <laughs> the gun like, <laughs> like yeah. his head just like incredible. <laughs> So we're just we're just having a complete feast of just Mulder, David Duchovny as Eddie as Mulder doing the most ridiculous acting he can, <laughs> and it works so well. It does. He thinks it through and he says, "I have a hot partner. Why don't I just go see what Scully's doing?" Which, like, when he asked her earlier, her post work was more work. It was like I'm working on like, like a, I can't remember what it was, but something about like a killer, some killer profile or something, or maybe like. Looking at Eddie Van Blunt's like autopsy more. It's like, girl, just do something yeah. fun. <laughs> Watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, just chill. So Mulder comes over and we get the one of my favorite shots of like him through the door 
um, the people and just his like stupid little grin he does with the fisheye lens. I'm like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. I love that. <laughs> I will make you be making that the art. <laughs> oh God, this entire scene. and again somehow Eddie is better at flirty than Mulder. Like that's embarrassing for you, Mulder. You're very hot. It's humiliating. It's horrible. You don't have to flirt that well. Like, you have a lot going for you. You just have to do better than, like, what you usually do. Maybe that's why he's so bad at flirting is because he's attractive, so he never really has to try. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like he has, he has big I've never tried vibes, you right. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, like, the... He has, like, two... Essentially, like, two girlfriends we ever meet, or, like, two ex-girlfriends we ever meet. And one of them is, like, a complete nightmare of a person. And I'm like, of course... I'm sorry, Mulder, but you do seem like you would get sucked in, like, by a woman like this. <laughs> it's from, like, from Fire. It's from season one. And she's just, like, toying with him the entire time. And it's just like, damn, dude. <laughs> Eddie probably gets a huge boost in confidence of, like, being way hotter as Mulder, right? <laughs> he, yeah. he, Eddie does seem like the kind of guy that put a lot of work into learning how to flirt. <laughs> <laughs> So Scully's telling an embarrassing story about prom, which is very funny <laughs> to me as someone who d didn't go to prom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did go to prom, but her story is really funny. <laughs> Vince did mention that Jillian approached him about this scene, obviously, because it is like very delicate, mm -hmm. <laughs> honestly. Because um, she was like, well, I don't want it to seem like you know, Scully just gets some alcohol in her and it's just right. like open to kissing Mulder. But I think she plays it really well where like she's not against it, but she's very surprised and confused at what's happening as yeah, like Eddie yes. Van Blood as Mulder moves in to kiss her. Yeah. <laughs> and so she is very like digesting what is going on and not really putting any effort into it. And then Mulder breaks in and like Thank God. Just so many bad feelings coursing through my body of like watching Scully Almost kiss like Eddie Van Blood as Mulder. Like, oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so humiliating. This hurts. <laughs> it's so humiliating. <laughs> Yikes. But I think if it was going to happen to anyone, having it happen with Mulder is like the best option because he is so like, he, he is a loser and pathetic. And I feel like he would be like one of the least people least bothered by this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> But Eddie as Mulder transforms back to Eddie as Eddie. Mm -hmm. And has just this very much like, well, you can't fault me for trying kind of like shrug. No, we can. <laughs> we absolutely can. And we will. The courts should fault you for trying. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, Mulder kind of real Mulder kind of busting in at just the right time, like literally saving Scully from about to being like sexually assaulted. Like, yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's tough. A weird, a weird way to end a, a comedic episode. Yeah. But <laughs> like, this feels more fraught than like the other rape stuff to me. Because like, I mean, we know Scully, and like, also, <laughs> just yeah. Well, it's also kind of like justifying to the other women at the same time. It's just like he he did trick them. Like it's not like <laughs> yeah, they were just dumb. Point. Like no, cuz he even tricked Scully. Like mm -hmm. it's not like mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. 
they're not at fault at all. Like, it's totally him. Mm-hmm. And how, like, strategically Eddie did it, where, like, right. brought alcohol. Right. So, because like, putting you off edge, right. you know? Like, you know, it's not it's not necessarily that, like, the alcohol was drugged, but, like, that is still drugging Scully in a way, because it's it's alcohol and it's lowering her inhibitions. Like, he mm-hmm. he is doing this. Like, he is trying to rape her, like... Mm-hmm. Any any time of like any like and also preventing her from getting suspicious with right. alcohol. Yeah. But yeah. Luckily that isn't like the actual end of the episode. We do find <laughs> out that he does end up in prison. Good. <laughs> Where he does belong. Which Vince did say he's like, I feel bad for him, but he does belong in prison. So we are making strides with Vince <laughs> it's like a guy who sympathizes a little too much with his characters yeah, who do I, commit crimes I still don't understand feeling bad for him because I don't but he does belong in prison yes <laughs> yeah and he's on muscle relaxers so he can't change anymore and he has to wear this goofy little hat his therapist gives him <laughs> but Eddie does say the great line of saying I'm a loser by birth and you're you're a loser by choice Mulder <laughs> kind of gagged him. you know when you're right you're right and that's all he that's all he called Mulder there to talk about too yes just and to like to maybe see he Scully was a loser to his face and yeah to try to see Scully which like fuck no you're not gonna see Scully but no <sighs> and Eddie does tell him to treat yourself which uh is from they got it because it's something uh David Nutter, who directed a lot of X-Files episodes, said a lot. Predating Parks and Rec. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. They owe David Nutter money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and as Mulder leaves, and Scully's like, you're not a loser. It was not convincing <laughs> You don't to need me. to lie to him. <laughs> it's definitely something it really wasn't. that is just like kind of like half attempt, like... <laughs> You're not a loser. It's okay. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it has um, you know that like line delivery of Elizabeth Jennings in the pilot where like she says, you know, space is not everything. Just getting to <laughs> like the moon is not everything. Just getting to space is a remarkable accomplishment. Accomplishment. <laughs> I love her. Same same line delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and and somehow Elizabeth Jennings like believed it more (laughs) (laughs) and then Mulder has a great response to Scully where he says well I'm no Eddie Bad Blunt (laughs) I mean you aren't a rapist I will give you that (laughs) but that was the episode so now we have our segments and as always we start with Agent Mulder shut up Mulder the Mulder rating. I'm going to give him a five. I feel like he really didn't do anything that annoying, but he has that kind of ambient, annoying vibe that he has. So, five. Laura. Yeah, he actually gets a five and a half from me because he saves a lot of points by stopping Scully from getting sexually assaulted at the end. Um, Because it's like kind of like because he is he is pretty funny in this episode, even though there's kind of this general kind of annoying aura around him. But then like him stopping Scully from getting assaulted at the end, like really kind of makes up for a lot of that annoyingness for me in this episode. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to go I'm going to go six then. I'm going to raise it a little bit. more. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay. Nice. Yeah, it's it's hard because he like he's he's just so incredibly funny. The bell, the bell really put him over a little bit. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> that's understandable. <laughs> where where was I? I oh I was like it was Christmas. It was on Christmas, and I was like at a Walmart, and I don't know if they did this at more than one store, but it was like. They were trying to do this thing where it's like, if you got great service, you should ring this bell. No. No. And no. I was like, I want to ring this, but oh I don't want to be condescending. I want to be like, good job. Like, I don't know if some algorithm is like keeping track of how many times this thing is wrong, you know? We should remove all bells from all service That's industry annoying. workers. <laughs> no one wants so I, to I, like, hear in that. like the most sheepishly way possible was like, thank you. Let's <laughs> just very gently tapping the bell. <laughs> <laughs> but yes <laughs> next we have so uh this must be the enigmatic agent scully scully's sassiest moment laura yeah um i'm gonna give it to the real winner of the episode and it's did he have a lightsaber <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just it's so iconic it's it's so good it's amazing the delivery is great scully is like so justified in saying it you know she's you know she is so excited the second that she says like amanda says the father is luke skywalker like she just can't hold Mm -hmm. back it's great you know how many times Mulder has like been snarky with Mm -hmm. her because he's been right and like she gets this one win and it's and she's even like she has like exhibits such great self-restraint but still is like did he have a lightsaber? <laughs> she she does it without making she does it like to make Mulder the butt of the joke, not Amanda, yes. which is like hard to do in this situation. And it is just mm. so good because like she's not making fun of Amanda, but she's making absolutely making fun of Mulder. <laughs> yes, Tori, what about you? Okay, that one, and then also when she basically just like tells Mulder what he was going to say to her, and he says. You know, should we be picking out China patterns? She just <laughs> lays out his entire <laughs> MO. She just knows. She, she's like, you're not original. You're not unique. I already know what you're going to say before you say yep. it. <laughs> and lastly, our 90th moment of the episode. Oh, sorry. I didn't go. No. Minus the lightsaber one, too. Yeah. <laughs> you can't beat it. You can't. And next we have... Welcome, you've got mail. Our 90th moment. Uh, Tori. Um, I didn't really have one that was, like, over the 90s. Tough. This was a hard one for 90s moments. Yeah. You, you want us to circle back to you? Yeah, let me think about it. Okay. Uh, I'll go. Mine was the 90s. My 90s moment was the tail animation. Because <laughs> uh, it was just... Nice. It was so 90s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think... Uh, Laura, what's yours? Mine is the uh, phone sex worker leaving him <laughs> uh, voicemail <laughs> on his answering machine tape. Um, yes. <laughs> iconic. Love her. Hope she's doing well. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point. I, I had just taken that for, gran- for granted. <laughs> so that was yours as well, Tori. Yeah, just like the concept of listening to your voicemail. <laughs> yes. Right. Listening yes. to your answering machine. Yes. <laughs> and I, I bet it was like, I bet it was like real tape too, you know? Right. Like not um, digital. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So, why I chose this episode? It's funny as hell. I don't. I feel like no explanations needed. It's great, and I think I like. I sort of get where people are coming from because I think one of the biggest criticisms of this episode is that it is like making light of. I don't think it's making light of rape, but I can sort of see how it isn't treating it very seriously. I will say that. Mm-hmm. But it would have been weird if they did, and. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like my criticism that I have that exact criticism, but for um, postmodern Prometheus. So <laughs> that one gets all my ire as far as that goes. Because <laughs> I feel like that one does it way worse. Is that five? Honestly. Season five? Um, I think it's season six. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that one like doesn't even try to like hold the guy accountable even a little. Uh. <laughs> You can you can have that criticism and also Eddie does go to prison at the end. Like it is saying very much like you committed a crime. I just and you... think the the joke is never about the rape. Right. So that's mm-hmm. why it doesn't necessarily bother me. Same. Yeah. I feel I feel the same way. Um yeah. It's also like, do you really want Vince Gilligan to tackle this <laughs> topic? I want no. Not necessarily. No, 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 no. I really don't. I yeah, really don't. no. <laughs> But it is kind of interesting because I was thinking about like, I don't even, I can't even tell if this is like, if if it's, I'm just trying to, if I'm noticing too much, but I feel like the X-Files does this like very frequently, like accidentally hits on misogyny without like, like they keep sideswiping it, which like it's a part of life in that like, we live in a misogynistic world, but there's so many moments where I'm like, y'all are like so, like there's so many incel characters, like there's so many like, disaffected men and um like like Eddie like I like I never get the vibe from Eddie that he feels that he's owed sex but I feel like he kind of does feel like that a little you know yeah mm-hmm. no he would totally fit into the like do, are y'all aware of the twitter the like incel pickup lines twitter that makes fun of like these like oh yes twitters that are like that are like how to how to how to win women and stuff like yes. that and it's like you see this girl and it's this picture of this like super conventionally attractive hot girl like what do you say to her what and like all of the yeah. responses are just like horrible shit like Eddie would be one of those responders to yeah. that that yeah. would just the, be the, atrocious the honestly the only thing holding Eddie back from being like a full on like incel is Internet that he access? can transform into oh. hot men like it, like that's what he feels his his what's missing from him is that he's not hot and when he is hot, he does have a lot of game, honestly. He's, he listens. Like, he actually, like, responds to Scully's story and just, like, remembers details about it mm-hmm. to, like, show that he's, like, an active listener. That should have taken Scully In a way that, like, I don't off. buy Mulder as ever done. <laughs> Mulder's not an active listener. <laughs> and so, like, he, you know, he's vulnerable with her in a way that, like, sets her at ease. And, like... Mulder's, like, vulnerability. I don't know her. Yeah, his vulnerability is, like, calling her late at night and being like, oh, like, one of my family members is, like, showing up after being abducted or killed or whatever the hell. And she's like, okay, we'll throw him out my way. <laughs> Scully, please help me. I'm crying in the hotel room. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Eddie is, like, a self-prescription. He's a loser because everyone told him he's a loser. And he's never tried to change himself because he doesn't need to change himself. He can physically change mm-hmm. himself. It's like an easy shortcut. So there's like lots of this I feel like never gets addressed because like 
the X-Files is written by entirely too many men. Right. <laughs> but they do keep sideswiping the like, issue of misogyny and like mm-hmm. burgeoning online culture reading this kind of guy who believes that he's entitled to things he's not entitled to. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is so fascinating as like a like was this just in the ether kind of thing or like what's going on like how are we predicting this this is so wild just the Mm -hmm. way that misogyny has not changed at all throughout human history no it really yeah nope um did y'all have anything to add about the episode no love it okay y'all should watch it it's very it is really funny it's really funny but vince i also like the idea of like Darren being in the episode because I feel like it is like a patch scene of the torch like mm-hmm. Vince now you have to be funny on the X-Files for me <laughs> okay that is the episode and if you'd like to follow Tori we discussed it last week Tori L-I-N-E-A yeah T-O-R-I-L-I-N-N-E-A okay two ends two anyway. <laughs> think about it yeah <laughs> okay yeah 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 uh, follow the show at Condensed Truth. Email us at condensedtruthpod at gmail.com. Um, I have a new work schedule. So I think I'm not going to change the day these episodes are going to come out. Uh, I think Thursday's fine, but I will say that the tweet might be late. <laughs> because um, if you're my former employer, you have to stop listening to this, but I would edit them sometimes on the clock. I love when that I work for you, home, so. <laughs> so they might be late now. <laughs> um what they don't know doesn't hurt them yeah. they're also your former employer they have no power anymore yes what are you gonna do sue me <laughs> um <laughs> i don't want to no don't sue me don't please. do that yeah <laughs> but yeah so hopefully this i don't think the date will change i think i gained about by thursday and i think it's just like sometimes the tweet will come out on Friday, essentially. But, yeah. That's it. And then next time we are talking season four, episode 21, Zero Sum. The bees are back. If you didn't like them the first time, they're back. So (laughs) The bees are back. Watch at your own peril, I guess. (laughs) Also, uh, content warning, it is Scully free. So if you can't stand the show without scully also don't tune in (laughs) but if you're a big skinner fan you have a lot to look forward to i can do that yeah (laughs) i made this really deep frown face when when shelby said it was scully free but then she said there's skinner and i was like okay i I can deal with that (laughs) i do love skinner so so that's the episode hope everyone has a nice week thank you so much uh to tori for coming on (laughs) (laughs) two weekends in a row (laughs) But it was a blast. It was. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on eventually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Season season five next year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.